Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It is 105 in Edmonton. Hour number two of Oilers Now, which is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office uh, technology and software. Now, you can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Uh, the River Cree Resort and Casino is back up and at them because the province is back up and at them. All of their locations in the River Cree, good to go, including the likes of Tap 25, Italia, Fatburger, you name it. They've got it going on at the River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement bet on it. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street and 111th Avenue, open Monday uh, to Saturday at Ashley Fine Floors. Uh, We will tell you, uh, we are just working on hooking up with a guy who's uh, been pretty busy today, doing a lot of uh, different media interviews. The uh, first uh, openly gay uh, NHL drafted player, Luke Prokop from Edmonton, uh, will be joining us sometime here in the next half hour. He's Again, I think he's just finishing up another interview. That's exactly right, Bob. We're about five minutes out. We'll give him a call. Five minutes out? Okay. Luke will be our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We'll tell you that there's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Rich Ford and Wetaskiwin committed to providing unequaled automotive excellence resulting in completely satisfied lifetime customers. If you currently have a vehicle that you're not using enough, payments or interest rate that's too high, a vehicle that you may want to sell, refinance, or trade in for something different, you can visit Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford or give them a call 1-877-477-3673 or visit brentridge.com. All right, into the Ashley Fine Floors uh, text line. Again, you can text at 780-496-0063. JP says, Bob, Frank Saravelli said he believes there's a strong possibility Edmonton ultimately re-signs Tyson Berry. 
Uh, how would that make the rest of the Oilers' D look makeup-wise? Well, we know this. On the left side, the Oilers are going to have Darnell Nurse, and they're going to have Duncan Keith. Um, they've still got Chris Russell as well as William Lagason. On the right side, Evan Bouchard is a fine prospect uh, that could end up seeing, depending upon who's here and who isn't here, he's going to be in the mix. And we know Ethan Bear is going to be there. So um, if Edmonton does not get a deal consummated with Adam Larson and re-signs Tyson Berry, uh, I think we'd see a scenario where Bouchard and Bear would be penalty killers on the right side. Nurse and Keith would be penalty killers on the left side. And whoever Edmonton's got in that three-hole on the left side, be it a Lagason or Chris Russell or potentially another player Edmonton would sign would be PK guys as well. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. This text comes in from Peter in Wainwright. He said, nothing but respect for Luke Prokop. Uh, True inspiration and bravely displayed by this young man. Uh, I'm happy he can be openly himself, and I hope this brings him happiness and peace to show the world who he is. I'm straight, but I can only imagine how many young men and women are going to be touched by his incredible courage. And again, uh, within a couple minutes, we'll have uh, Luke on the show here. Uh, This one comes in saying, Luke was a really good WHL player. I hated him as an Oil Kings fan. Well, uh, Luke's probably going to play major junior hockey this year. He spent the last couple seasons with the Calgary Hitmen. Again, the Edmonton Oilers were definitely looking at drafting Prokop in the 2020 NHL draft. The Big Al has texted the show. Uh... Uh, Luke Prokop is a brave kid. He deserves all the support uh, from everybody out there. On another note, this is the year to trade a first-round pick. Outside the clear top picks, it's a bit of a crapshoot. The kids haven't played a regular season, and not all of them have been given the same level of evaluation as previous years. So the Big Al is suggesting that the Oilers should probably trade down. Mm, Okay, we'll see. We'll see what ultimately has uh, to do. Bob, do you think the Oilers would show any interest in Philip Grubauer? I think it'd be hard to get there with Philip Grubauer. I think that Mike Smith's going to be back, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll see what we can uh, make up happen there. But uh, I don't see – I think Grubauer ends up – I let's just say this. I don't think Philip Grubauer is going to end up with the Edmonton Oilers. Don't, uh, don't think that that's, that is going to end up happening here. KDK says, Bob, regarding the draft, why would the Edmonton Oilers consider drafting this year? Um uh, the prospects in their range are unknown. They won't help the team for at least two years. The perceived value of a first-round pick is much higher than the actual short-term value of a first-round pick. I think part of that depends on who's out there. Uh, okay. And, you know, uh, let's put it this way. Edmonton's drafting 19. And if I'm the Oilers and Sebastian Coase is there at 19, I'm taking them all day. Beyond that, um, I'm not sure what Edmonton... I mean, Edmonton might end up trading out. Uh, Brennan, are we good to go here? Sorry, you're just passing the note along to me? Yeah, you're all good. All right. Well, we welcome to the show a guy who uh, has made a little bit of news today, to say the least, and I'm sure uh, today's been a very important day in his life. Uh, We welcome Nashville Predators prospect signed to a contract, a guy the Oilers had on their radar screen a year ago, Luke Prokop. Hi, Luke. It's Bob. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, are you getting tired of talking to people over the last uh, 24 to 48 hours? Obviously, Jerry Johansson and the Sports Corporation had you teed up uh, with the announcement today of you coming out and becoming the first uh, signed NHL prospect. Uh, you've been doing a lot of media. It's been a busy day for you, hasn't it? 
Yeah, it's been a little bit busy. We're trying to uh, trying to keep it a little low key and not do as many interviews today, and hopefully do a little bit more during the week and the week following. But uh, it's been a really good day so far. What did it mean for you today, just to get it off your chest and just to put it out there and get it done and over with, and allow you to kind of t- take us through that process? What did it mean today for you? I mean, I think today is kind of the start of an, almost a new life for me. You know, I had to kind of hide who I was, especially with hockey for the past four or five years, knowing, you know, who I truly was and not being able to be who I am now. It's, it's, it's a real relief. And, you know, I can't wait to see how I'm, how I play next year and kind of my skates moving forward, just being able to kind of let go and be myself and not have to worry about who knows or who doesn't when I'm in the gym or arena and just focus on, you know, getting better on the ice. Um, was it an incredible burden for you to deal with the fact that you know you were hiding who you were? A little bit, you know. Obviously, um, there's there's concerns about you know how my career might be impacted or how my family or friends might take it. So, obviously, obviously there was a little bit of that. But you know, I couldn't be thankful for a more grateful and inclusive family and friends. And um, you know, they've been so good. You know, over the past few months and. Um, you know, again, I'm just I'm just really excited to see where where my hockey career takes me and where life takes me as well. Luke, I've known some of the members of your extended family for you know, like you know, Harold and Kathy Rusin as an example for 35 years. So uh, let's start with family. How do how do those conversations go for you? Well, um, my sister was the first person I told. It was. Um, when our season ended because of COVID, I came back from Calgary and, you know, I just kind of got into into a place in my life where I was okay and comfortable talking about my sexuality. And I just started having those conversations with my family. So, you know, I started with my mom, or I started with my sister, sorry, then my mom. And then obviously, you know, it was, if I felt more of a difficult conversation having it with my dad and my brother, just because I played with Josh for two years in, in Calgary and, he knows what the what the hockey dynamic is like, and then my father. I mean, he's an A-type personality, so I didn't really know how he would take it. But they've been so great and so supportive, and um, you know, they want they want they just want me to be happy. And you know, uh, this is a step in the right direction for sure. As you know, we've done the uh, Joffrey Loophole tournament out at uh, Blackhawk for a number of years before Joff retired, and I always love doing that tournament because between Mike Norris and, and your dad, Al Prokop, I never had to say anything because <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah, like the <laughs> they, they were more dialed. They were more dialed. So, I, you know, it, it, it's funny because part of me sitting here saying, you know what, Luke, like part of me is like, We've got, we got to get to a place where this doesn't matter, but it still does matter in terms of of, of having these conversations, especially within the con. You, you talked a bit about the, the family and, and how you maybe delayed talking to Josh, who was the captain of the Hitman this year. Um, hopefully, he ends up going to the U of A. I know Keith Gretzky might be bringing him down to the farm team to start off in Bakersfield, but. You know, just in terms of that hockey culture, and you know the connection that I've got to the Sexsmith family. Joel's one of your best friends. How do how do those conversations go? They're good. I mean, obviously, that's one big worry is hockey and how the hockey world was going to take it. And again, you know, I kind of got to the point where there's a reason I did it now, and it's it's because I I don't really care about what other what other people think. You know, I have so much support from my friends, family, and some of my teammates even that. I have that group around me that I don't need, you know, the negative the negative talk from other people that obviously is going to be there. I'm not naive. You know, some people don't think it's right. 
Um, but no, it's 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 been really good, and um, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with with, with everything that's going on. Uh, I know I, I had a conversation with Brian Burke this morning, and you talked to him as well. I did, yeah. Uh, you know, he, he had that experience with his son. That's a guy that's as plugged in and as a high level, and obviously a guy who's a, a, a real deep think. What, what sort of you know? Did you get some counseling from him, or was he a good sounding board? How did that conversation go? Um, well, he actually he phoned me. He was the first person uh, that phoned me when we kind of started the process of telling you know the people who we believe needed to know beforehand, just so I had a kind of group around me that supported me and. He was the first one to phone me and just wanted to congratulate me. I had actually met Berkey beforehand when I was in Calgary and signed my contract down there, and I met him, and he had the uh, he had the undid tie around his neck, and he had his hair slicked back, and he didn't really remember that, so we kind of laughed a bit about that. And you know, he was he was really good. He just provided some kind of words of wisdom, and you know, he understood what was going you know through my mind from a dad's perspective when he. When he when Brendan came out to him and um, you know it, it was it's just a really cool person to have as a contact now that if I ever need something you know I can always text Berkey and he'll be there for me. You uh, you signed with the uh, Sports Corporation. Uh, Luke Prokop joining us, the first openly gay uh, player uh, on an NHL contract to, to come out, and uh, your first round pick in the WHL Bantam Draft. Uh, obviously, agencies. People think that all the agent does is negotiate contracts and deals for players, but it's far more than that. How has uh, Jerry Johansson and the group at the Sports Corporation helped facilitate this for you as well? I mean, I'll put it this way. I don't think I could have ever done this, you know, gone through this whole process without them. They've been, you know, truly amazing in, in, in how they've handled it and helping me get, you know, the right resources and in touch with the right people. I sat, I sat down um, with Jerry last June, and at, at Joey's, um, and I told I, you know, I came out to him, and I had two other, two other members of the corporation there, and you know, I came out to him, and they said, okay, well, we sort of have two options now, and it's, it's up to you. We can we can keep this private, and you can kind of live your life, you know, as you want to, and tell who you want to, or you can kind of come out publicly and and sort of almost be a, a trailblazer in a sense, and sort of inspire some kids, and that was kind of always. The, the direction I was leaning towards. Um, so when I got back from Calgary in this, this past COVID season, I sat down with Jerry again and I was like, hey, this is what I want to do. And, you know, uh, let's start the process of doing it. And they've been tremendous in with, you know, keeping me in touch with the right people and getting me media training. And um, I couldn't be more thankful without them. And I, I, I truly couldn't have done this without them. Um, it's, it's interesting. You talk about the pandemic. Do you think everything you've been through, because I think a lot of us in a variety of different areas uh, have had a lot of time to think over the last 16 months. Mm-hmm. And do you think maybe that changed the, comp- instead of having the regular, you know what I mean? The, the, did what we go uh, went through dealing with the pandemic allow you to maybe do a little bit more serious introspection? I think so, yeah. I mean, I was, you know, most, I wasn't allowed to do any, or most people weren't allowed to do anything, especially in Edmonton for, you know, a couple months. And so you kind of sit there with your thoughts. Obviously you're with your friends and your family a little bit, but there's a lot of thinking that had to be done. And, you know, I did that, you know, I thought I had a purpose when I, when I was doing that thinking. And of course, I, I mean, I generated a, an amazing bond with my family, bigger than one I would have imagined at the start of all that COVID stuff. And, 
I mean, that was the reason I told my sister. Uh, we had never had a close relationship when I was younger. And, you know, when, when COVID hit and I came back home, we just, we just hung out together every day. You know, we made, we made TikToks, we made food together. Like we, we were, we were inseparable during that little bit of time when we couldn't go out or do anything. And so she was definitely one of the reasons why I felt comfortable coming out. And, you know, credit to her, she took it with so much, um, she, she didn't care. She, she wanted me to be happy and she showed, showed me so much love and support. I mean, from there on, it felt like I could tell anyone. You see the response today, Luke, from Gary Bettman from the National Hockey League, from Don Fear, the NHLPA, from David Poyle, who, I don't know if you're aware of this, lived in Edmonton for 10 years when his father ran the Edmonton Flyers. So he grew up here at Edmonton. What does it mean to you know have the support of the NHL organization that uh, signed you and drafted you? And you know darn well the Oilers were taking you four picks later if, if Nashville <laughs> hadn't. Uh, what does it mean to have the kind of outpouring of support that you've had right now? It's huge. I mean, you look at it, they drafted me as a hockey player. And um, they drafted me as a hockey player, but not only as a person as well. And, you know, to think, you know, I've had to deal kind of this with this issue alone, you know, my almost my whole life. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're excited just to see how, how much more confident and free I'm going to feel on the ice. And that not only is going to help, help me, but, you know, it could help them in the future as well. Um. I went to eight of the 11 games that the Oil Kings played in the downtown community arena. Uh, Cam Moon and myself were within 15 feet of the opposition bench. <laughs> I was in shock with what was... Speci- I'll say this. I'll point to one team. Lethbridge was incredibly undisciplined. Uh, yeah. From coaching staff down, I was really disappointed with some of the stuff that was heard during those games. But now that you've come out and done this, do you expect, you know... <laughs> I would think it would be a no-fly zone. On is that you know is that sort of thing? What do you think? Trans, trans and I, and part of it I think is generational. I just think that people are way more aware and way less reliant upon going down a certain path. But what, what what do you think the feedback will be once you get back on the ice? I mean, I hope I hope it's you know fairly positive. Obviously, it's not a secret that you know the language in hockey, you know, isn't, isn't right. There's, you know, homophobic slurs and racial slurs are used. Um, but I mean, when, when I hear that stuff, you know, I, I didn't take it personally when I first heard it because they didn't know, they didn't know any better. That's the kind of the community and, and the experience hockey it surrounds us, uh, us with. So, I mean, now like when doing this, I hope that like if someone were, to say something to me on the ice, you know, I'd think, I'd hope that they would think twice, you know, what words they wanted to use. Uh, what do you do? What do you need to do to improve as a player? Uh, you, you, third round draft choice. Uh, you guys didn't get a full season in. I think it's fair to assume, Luke, you're going to be back in the Western Hockey League next year. What aspects of your game do you have to work on to to get to the next level? Yeah, I think. I mean, all around, you can't you can't not get better in one area. One one area I've improved a lot in, you know, even as a young kid, was my skating, and I still think that, you know, I I'm a good skater now, but I want to be a great skater at an NHL level, and I want to be I want to be like the best skater in the Western Hockey League this next year. So I have a lot of motivation, you know, especially with me being able free and being able to be so confident now with you know me coming out and being me being truly who I am, you know, I think. Um, just generating more of a of a tougher mindset as well, um, kind of being harder down low in the corners, below that below the hash marks, and 
being able to provide offense when I can. Um, but I'm really, really excited to to see where where, the, where this next season goes, and you know my future with hockey as well. We're joined by six foot five right shot D man Luke Prokop, who came out today as the first openly uh, gay uh, NHL draft player. One final one for you. What's the what's the message that you would have out there for people, uh, and just to sort of maybe reiterate where we started from today, Luke, and why you elected to uh, come out today? Yeah, I mean, a little bit of of why I came out today. You know, a lot of it was for me to you know to be comfortable in my my own skin and be my true self but a little bit of it was you know i want to be able to show kids that it's uh you know it's okay to be gay and play sports it's okay to be gay and do what you love um i mean my not everyone's situation is the same so i can't comment on you know i can't really give advice in any sense but if if i were to say something it's you know once you accept who you truly are then you know, then you can start kind of that process of if you wanted to come out or if you don't. But again, I, I can't tell anyone what to do. This was just my experience and so many other experiences um, with players and with other people in the world are different. Luke, appreciate the time. Thank you very much. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, thank you, Bob. You bet. That is Luke Prokop. It is 125 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. You're listening to Oilers now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 127 in Edmonton. Quickly into the Ashley Fine Floors text line for about a minute and a half after Luke Prokop uh, interview on today's edition of Oilers Now. Uh, Mike says, Luke, well done. Bravo for your courage as a teacher of a bisexual hockey player uh, who came out to me. I appreciate your leadership. Um uh, and example, all the best uh, in uh, wishing you a successful career. Again, you can text us. Um, Mark in St. Albert says, Bob, great guest, proud of him for being proud for who he is. Shouldn't have to be such a big issue, but it still is. We need to be more inclusive, bottom line. Uh my generation isn't, but things are improving. That one comes to us from Mark in St. Albert. Again, you can text us at any time, 780-496-0063. Ellen says, can't wait for the day when this is not news, but congratulations to Luke, and I hope you feel the support of the public behind you. Again, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Brendan, let's get to it. we got about a minute into the Oilers now. Injury report for James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. When accents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Well, Carey Price's exclusion from the team's protected list may be uh, just indicative of them sort of daring Seattle to take on two of these injuries. So 34-year-old Price is uh, getting a second opinion from a doctor this week in New York about a knee injury that they discovered in an MRI. Um, He's also got a hip problem, and both of these things might require surgeries. So uh, that's a heck of a gamble for a GM Ron Francis to take on in Seattle, and we're not sure of the outcome, obviously, that this is going to have on the rest of Price's career. So we'll see. 
All right, there you have it. 129 in Edmonton. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with uh, Eileen Bell. When we come back, Al May, longtime Washington Capitals player and broadcaster, Edmonton area product. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.